Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us this morning is Dean Elston, who is the current Israeli Police International spokesperson. We wanted to get a sense of the work being done uh, in assisting the IDF in recovering more of the bodies uh, after the Hamas attack. A very, very good morning to you. Uh, thank you for joining us during this horrific, horrific time. Um, I can't even ask you how you are because... I'm sure there's there's no real answer for that. Uh, maybe perhaps we can we can just talk about the process and how the police have been intimately and intricately involved uh, in the recovering of of and identifying of victims of this uh, terror attack. Well, good morning to you, and really thank you for having me because it's important that the public hears really the the tedious work that's being conducted in order to give closure to the families, the loved ones who have lost really their, their parents, their children, people that they love to the hands of gruesome terror. So far, the Israel police, together with the IDF, have identified over 808 victims. It's, it's an astronomical number. It's a historic number. We opened up a body collection site in central Israel that's working 24 hours a day, seven days a week to receive the bodies and pieces of bodies that are coming in so that we can identify them through DNA samples, through medical records, through different technological means, all with the hope of giving that closure to family members who don't know if their loved one is hostage in Gaza right now, if they were exploded by an RPG or a grenade or a booby trap that these sick terrorists have set up or if their loved one is still missing in under rubble of houses that were destroyed. So we have forensic scientists that are working with volunteers of many different professions, whether it's uh, x-ray technicians, forensic scientists, dentists, all these different people coming together 24 hours a day to really, the same goal, give closure to families. Is is that why the numbers of the number of hostages has been so unclear until until fairly recently, where it's where there is now more certainty? Uh, did we simply not know who who was missing, who was dead, and who you know who perhaps was was a, uh, is a hostage? I'll tell you, it's constantly developing. We're going through the rubble together with the IDF to try to get some remains or you know find out if a person has been missing or not i can tell you yesterday sadly when i was in kfaraza mm. we we found a uh, mama the safe room and when we opened it up we saw ashes on the floor oh. and in between the ashes we saw bone fragments and that is an example of something that's going to be sent to the body collection site where the forensic scientists can then try to extract the dna and match it to somebody's loved one, and then we'll know if they've perished and they've been slaughtered to, at the hands of terrorism or if we still need to be looking. The, the number is constantly changing of murdered, of missing, of hostages. It's, uh, it's a very sad and dynamic situation.
The police themselves, unfortunately, suffered a lot of loss. We followed the story of the police station in Sterot. Uh, we know the police are generally first responders. They're in the area. Uh, how, how is the police force dealing with its own losses, with especially within that area, as well as trying to manage the this this uh, enormous task. Listen, there's no correct answer to that question. We've lost. It's heartbreaking to tell you that we've lost 58 police men and women who ran into the line of fire to grab as many civilians out as possible. While everybody was running away from the fire, they were running in. They grabbed children out of cars. They grabbed men and women out of their houses that were injured and pulled them to safety. 58 of them fell in the line of duty. And I can tell you that these are our colleagues. These are our best friends. And when you ask me how we're dealing with it, we're not. But what I can tell you is that we owe it to them to keep moving forward, to not think about it. We put it on the side right now. This isn't over. This is just the beginning. And we're going to do everything possible to defend our civilians. And we're going to do everything possible to share their stories. Because we don't just owe it to the fallen heroes. But we owe it to their families as well. We owe it to the over 1,400 people who were slaughtered at the hands of of cruel terrorism. When we tell people that ISIS is Hamas, it's worse than, uh, uh, that Hamas is worse than ISIS, Hamas is ISIS, all these different phrases, it doesn't, it doesn't even register with people because they haven't seen what these first responders have seen. When we first got there, we saw decapitated heads, we saw bodies laying on the floor, we saw children. These are things that taint people's soul. And it's very difficult to relay that in words. And something that makes it even more challenging is the dispute between the people across the world that children died, even when their family members are on the TV crying, saying, I've identified the body. I had to bury my own child. I think it's very disturbing. It, it, well, in fact, I just had a, an, an altercation on social media where somebody, a very well-known South African commentator, shared from Al Jazeera uh, some clips about Israelis mocking people from Hamas or Gaza or whatever. And they said, look how cruel Israelis are. And I wrote back and I said, this is very damaging because for every one of these videos that there are, I can show you tens of videos of people in Gaza and Hamas training their children to kill and hate Jews. And the immediate response is, well, then send them, share them, because we don't believe that. And I said, no. No, you know what? You've 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 undignified us by asking us to prove about our dead and decapitated babies. We don't need to do that anymore. That ship has sailed, and and it's a huge problem because even if we did prove it, and even if we do show it, uh, people that hate are simply going to hate, and and it puts us in a very strange and, as you say, very frustrating position because you are there. You're seeing the most horrific thing that people in a lifetime should, God forbid, never see. And and then you're being asked for proof. And even if you prove it, well, then it's still Israel's fault. It, it's enormously frustrating. It's absolutely. It's extremely frustrating. That's even an understatement because most of these videos going around are even fake videos or altered videos, videos from years ago, from different wars. It, there's no context to them, and it's really hurting us. But what I can also tell you is 
that when I'm in the field and I'm bringing journalists and I show them mutilated bodies and I bring them to the houses of the people that were slaughtered and the, the rooms are filled with blood and they tell me, okay, Dean, but where's the bodies? And then I bring them to the body collection site and that's not enough for them either because they say, well, open the bag. And I try to explain to them no. that against Jewish law, I'm not opening the bag for you. And it's really just, it's insensitive even because these are human beings. These are loved ones that were slaughtered. You know, we try to show them pictures to prove. And then I find myself sitting and thinking, you know, after the Holocaust, everybody told us that they're going to stand with us, that they'll never let it happen again. And, and, this is now. Never again is right now. When 9-11 happened, you know, nobody ran the same week to the United States and said, well, prove to me that there were thousands of lives lost in this tragic terror attack. When the ISIS attack happened in Paris, nobody ran to Paris and said, let me see the attacks. And when ISIS was slaughtering people on live TV years ago, Nobody said, well, show me the body. We just understood that this is terrorism and this is an act against humanity. And right now I find it troubling that, you know, in the international community is not standing together against this gruesome terror, but instead siding with, with the people who their own organization, Hamas, is against them. It's blocking them from getting to safety. It's using hospitals and schools as launch pads for for rockets to shoot indiscriminately at civilian population. It's it's very there's no words for for the thoughts going through my head about how clear and you know what they're thinking. Unfortunately, it's uh, you've just uh, articulated it very passionately for all of us and all we can say here from very far away is just thank you for doing the work that uh, on behalf of all of us uh, in uh, the Jewish world as well as uh, the non-Jewish world who care and many of our listeners fall into that category. So uh, we do appreciate it, Master Sergeant Dean Elsdon. He's the current International Israel Police Spokesperson speaking to us about what they are enduring that enormous responsibility and job that they have ahead of them and uh, the the frustration that they are feeling uh, whilst doing this work.